Peggy 18. It is the near future. The apocalypse has had an apocalypse. A rogue cyborg army is reshaping the world into cyber hell. And only one thing can stop them. Let's show them how cyber commandos get it done. Fuck force now, motherfucker! I want them alive! From the toxic ashes of Vietnam War II, a new breed of renegade soldier is born. Part man, part machine. All Cyber Commando. Michael Bean is Sergeant Rex Power Cole. In this year's most thrilling, action-packed cyber adventure. Far Cry 3. Blood Dragon. Hey, I'm Jake. I'm not so Jake. And, and we're the Soapstone. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. Not so Jake. Oh. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. It's good? It's good? Uh, we've got an exciting episode for uh, people who like the game that we're going to talk about today. And if, and if they don't <laughs> like the game, it's going to fucking suck. Yeah. Then they have next episode to look forward to, I guess. What's next week's episode? Uh, don't tell them we haven't planned that for you <laughs> yeah that's that's locked in stone but we're keeping that under wraps for now um this week's episode gonna be about far cry 3 blood dragon as some would call it i would also call it far cry 3 blood dragon <laughs> yes. as that is the title of the game yes um so this came out uh we, we were talking about running this as an episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. You know, that didn't come out too long ago, but I can still have some time to go back and revisit it. Loaded it up, and uh, 2013 was when this came out, um, which, for people who can't keep track, like myself, it's five years ago. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it is older than I thought, because it still looks like a pretty polished game for today's graphic standards yeah i think the chrome and the neon covers some of that up just a little bit but uh it still looks fine it still plays fine it's kind of funny how like gaming has dipped off a little bit on the graphics acceleration like um you don't find something that's just crazy innovative in the graphics department anymore games well, look really good ea wants to save money jake <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true they just need more microtransactions, clearly. That's that's how they'll recoup their losses. But that was a different podcast. This one's about Blood Dragon. And Blood Dragon was basically a standalone... Um, not an expansion pack, but just a standalone game um, on the Far Cry 3 engine um, that was sold for a lot cheaper and was significantly shorter than your average Far Cry game. Yeah, I think typically your Far Cry games will be very open-world, mm. have an in-depth story and characters who develop over time and like a villain and grand machinations and other things yeah but this is just straight up a <laughs> neon murder fest yep just some 80s camp uh and not necessarily accurate 80s camp more like more like uh all of the uh parodies or things like that you'd see now like 80s camp looking back on the 80s through Tinted glasses that make it look more 80s than the 80s were. It's yeah, basically how it's this game similar is. to if Kung Fury was a game. Yes, in a sense. That's actually that's a good analogy. I think 
Put that in the description so people <laughs> come through the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you play as Rex Power Colt, which is, you know, obviously a completely every, it's an everyman right there, right? Like, you don't get more true American From hero. a long line of Power Colts. <laughs> yes. Um, he's Mach 4 Cyborg Commando, uh, as the intro will, will tell you. Um, having been rebuilt in this uh, million dollar man type setup, right? Um, it's all kind of the the intro and the cutscenes for the game are all uh, kind of like they're not, I'm not gonna say pixelated, but um, they could be drawn in paint and animated in paint. I think with some yeah, they're pretty simple like <laughs> static images that kind of get moved around. Yeah, like a comic. If there's style. an animation, it's like it gets two frames of animation. And exactly. Then it's static pictures. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they didn't go absolutely crazy on uh, the presentation in that regard. Um, but it's just there to fill in the gaps where they're like, hey, we don't want to develop, we don't want to like put developmental resources to a cutscene or some actual content here. So we'll tell you what happens in this, you know, really uh, low tier uh, cutscene style, and then jump right back into the gameplay. Um, and they use that a couple times in the game. I'll, I'll, I'll mention one later as it comes up, but uh, it's it's pretty hilarious, and it's all the game needs. Yeah, it has a lot of dumb jokes in the throughout the game too Mm -hmm. because of how campy it is and how they're it's very tongue-in-cheek they're self-aware they know what they're doing yeah for sure like one of the first lines in the first cutscene, you're you're mock four commando dude and you're with another guy right voiced by phil lamar Mm -hmm. if you like phil lamar he's awesome and phil lamar is kind of fluxing saying like men want to be me and and the, the typical line is women want to be with me right naturally but rex power cl- cult mm-hmm. uh witty guy that he is steps in and says and you want to be with men <laughs> yeah no it's it's such a great turnaround that kind of just uh sets up i think they've they've got like the de- definitive bromance type setup the 80s 80s kind of uh partners they literally have like a uh, uh muscle um what is that I lost, literally lost the term for that. It's on a high five, like a clinch, like that that moment. What is it? Hand slap. Mm. High five? It's not really, is it a high five? It kind of is. But you know what I'm talking about. The fitness high five where you just, you come in from the side instead of, you know, that vertical. You kind of like lock arms, but it's not quite like the Roman Legionnaire thing. Yeah. I think this was a literal scene in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Where he's just like gripping somebody else's arm like that, he's just like, ah, and they just like flex, you know. It's all just roided up hilarity. Is all yeah, it yeah, is. movie you saw with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah. not not on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> without Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they have this. Uh, they have a great relationship. And the game uh, starts out with you uh, on a helicopter, just doing a, a roundabout of this this base. Um, Functionally, I think you're invincible. I'm not sure, but yeah, you you, are. you basically can't be killed. You, you kind of just, just have a chain gun and you just mow down mm-hmm. everything in sight. A laser like, chain gun, obviously, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's everything's neon and laser because it's blood dragon. Yeah, yeah. Blood dragons are uh, one of the animal uh, opponents in the game. Kind of, you know, more iconic than that, but basically, giant robot dinosaurs. I would just say giant dinosaurs with no robot components. 
they they definitely have to have something because they they shoot lasers out of their like eyes. I feel like there's something robot going on there. It's not out of their eyes; it's their mouth. Is it their mouth? Okay. I didn't look at it, and the the screen literally goes white when it actually hits you for yeah. a second. Uh, so I I couldn't say where it was fired from. I guess I could look at them firing at something else, but. Yeah, after after that helicopter sequence, they kind of teach you the basics of the game in the most obnoxious way possible, right? Um, over a long period of time, completely interrupted by dialogue boxes, each time telling you a basic mechanic of how you can proceed. Running. It's like walking, but faster. <laughs> yeah. Hold shift to run. Uh, it's, then it's got things like um, press spacebar to jump, and you have to, like, you know go up and click the dialogue box and then hit spacebar and then uh, all of this nonsense well spacebar i think is actually to i don't think the phrase is jump i think they phrase it as move upwards in a z, in yeah, a z across axis. the z axis yeah no it's it's hilariously self-aware and uh, rex hates the whole thing yeah he's like oh i hate tutorials because <laughs> spider his friend voiced by vilmar uh yeah. essentially uploads the tutorial program it's like now going through the ABCs of war. <laughs> and it's it's really basic, too. It's like, look around with the mouse. Even look though, around to look around. Exactly, yeah. And you, uh, even though you've already had the helicopter sequence, like you've, you've clearly, like, you have some basic controls down already. Um, doesn't matter. So you're just sitting here getting frustrated. They're like, all right, now you can crouch. <laughs> all this nonsense. It is a... It is really satisfying when they do unlock the ability to run, though, because you run so fast in this game. Like, ridiculously so. You're just Sonic the Hedgehog in bipedal form, basically. (laughs) Um, Isn't Sonic the Hedgehog bipedal? Yeah, well, I mean, he has the other arms. (laughs) (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't just run on all fours, because he... I realize that's not what Sonic the Hedgehog actually I'm just (laughs) staring down Jake at this point. Yeah, different childhoods, I guess. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the tutorial takes a little while, teaches you about takedowns, you can kind of like sneak up, take somebody out in stealth. Um, it teaches you about chain kills. True. Yeah. Which, which I, I think is another carryover from the Far Cry series. Yeah. Or if mm-hmm. you can get a takedown, you can kind of rush up to the next person or throw a throwing star in their eye because yep. 80s and ninjas were badass. Yeah. They, uh, unlike, uh, so they introduced takedowns in Far Cry 3, um, unlike, or multi-takedowns in Far Cry 3, I should say, because they existed in previous games. Uh, unlike um, the base game, uh, Blood Dragon's just like, here's everything, basically. Uh, there's, I think, one takedown you unlock later through leveling, but for the most part, the game's just like, here's all of your equipment right at the start. We realize this is an abbreviated experience. We're not going to make you unlock all of the fun stuff, um, which is uh, something that just comes up over and over again in the game they're just like here's just the content that's good we'll just push that at you and yeah they don't try and pad it out with things and like we said like there is a storyline mm-hmm. but it's, <laughs> it's there for the sake of there needing to be a storyline yeah if you were in middle school and you were like bored in class and you wrote up something on a notebook this would basically possibly yeah. be that story because you're going after a rogue previous commander of yours mm-hmm who's, you know, had his view of the world change, and he wants to kind of destroy everything yep. with, like, shooting off missiles and blowing it all up. And you have your bromance friend. Yep. With Phil Lamar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Voiced by Phil Lamar. Yes. 
trying to think what else. The, yeah, there's the, Super Chobi. There's the uh, damsel in distress uh, that you encounter um, really early. Around the same time, you encounter Sloane, which is the bad guy, the general. Uh, you also uh, encounter Doctor Darling, who is and literally her introduction, like one of her first lines, is like, "Is like that's what Sloane's talking to her," and he says something like, "This is the way the world really is, darling." And she's like, she comes up back, she comes over, and she's like, uh, "It's not darling." It's Dr. Darling. <laughs> and he's just like, oh my gosh, it's Gim. <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> it's it's pretty hilarious. Um, and that whole trope where it's just as Rex is continuing through the game, she's helping him in secret. Um, and like the romance between them and all of that nonsense. It's yeah. just, it's all... At some point in the game, there is trope. a... Uh a sex scene but because yeah. he's a cyborg they they make it awkward she's like, oh, ow. Ow. <laughs> like it's it's just a very awkward thing yeah but again it's still done in that ms paint kind of way exactly yeah uh, kind of like a comic zone style almost that's literally what Ooh, it looks like comic zone yeah that's maybe that's next week we'll talk about comic zone the thing is that game is hard as fuck yeah i was gonna say all we have to do is beat it and then we'll be qualified to talk yeah, about yeah. comic zone um but, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's got all that camp. But you essentially start out um, after you do this uh, first mission where you're working with Spider and then you encounter Sloane. Mm-hmm. You kind of get stripped of all your weapons and thrown out into you don't know where. Yeah. You wake up. Dr. Darling is talking to you over some intercom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, by the way, beware of the blood dragons. You're like, what? (laughs) So you leave this cave, and you see these dragons. They're kind of like more beast creatures. Like, they're not winged dragons. Yeah, they're more like T-Rexes, really. Kind of like dog T-Rexes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what's really cool about them is it's very black design, but they have all these neon lines going through mm-hmm. the robot parts yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm. it's kind of like those uh those little fish in a way that are, that are translucent mm-hmm. but as they become more aggressive their neon which kind of is usually like a lightish teal yeah becomes like a mag it'll magenta to, yeah that's my the color of choice it, yeah, it'll go to yellow as they're like alerted or yeah. like investigating, and then to red when they are openly hostile. And then they'll come after you, like they'll bite at you, they'll swipe, and like Jake said before, shoot lasers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll also attack the enemy, just kind of they're, robot guys. Yeah, I guess they're, they're also supposed to be cyborgs, I think. Yeah, they're just kind of your token soldiers. Yeah. They all have the same like Microsoft Sam voice. <laughs> So it's it's pretty great. I like how Rex Power Cult throughout the entire game is so violent and will profusely swear, as mm-hmm. will most other people. And then those cyber cyber commando soldiers are just kinda like, Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like what? They're the ones toning it back a little bit. Uh yeah. And Oh, the- hey Jake, how do you distract a cyber soldier? Uh, you can throw nerd rocks. Or as some people obviously nerds call them D twenties. Um, and you have an unlimited supply of these, and they'll uh, they'll walk over and investigate wherever it lands. So it's kind of useful. Um, I think of mechanics just that's present in a lot of games, but very rarely is it a D twenty that you throw. I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, eighties Dungeons and Dragons is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Gotta throw it in. <laughs> the game actually calls them nerd rocks too. <laughs> that's not that's not me 
ragging on him, obviously. That's not your uh, DM slang? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roll your nerd rocks. Um, so then how do you distract the dragons? Well, if there's enemies nearby, they'll automatically aggress. They aggress to pretty much everybody normally. Um, but uh, as you're looting enemy corpses uh, to like get more money and stuff, because all of the drops in the game are basically money or ammo, um, you'll just rip out a cyborg heart every time. <laughs> so you're just like, yeah, I mean, there's more cyborg hearts. And you can throw those, and the dragons will investigate. Which, as it turns out, can be really useful if you want to uh, seed one of their, their bases that are there on the island. Which um, Far Cry has done, like, in most of their recent games. I would can... say almost any open-world game. Yeah. Like, if you remember back to Metal Gear Solid Five, you had, like, encampments you could kind of take out. Mm-hmm. Or another open world, I'm not thinking of at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's a very common trope. Oh, well, not. It probably is a trope at this point. But, yeah, having outposts you can capture. That was a key part of Far Cry 3, key part of Blood Dragon. And uh, it's just, how do you put content in open world? Yeah. Have enemy bases, <laughs> you know? You need to have something so it's not just, oh, there's a patrol. Ah-ha. So the the bases are like part of the um, the optional content in Blood Dragon. Um, I think there's a couple parts you have to uh, complete them. That, Probably um, a couple, but I didn't do it in the order where um, I didn't just go through the main quest like immediately, the main missions immediately. I cleared all of the garrisons in this playthrough, and then I went back to the main story. Um, but you can like siege them in a couple different ways. Uh, you can be really stealthy and use my favorite weapon in the game, which is the bow. Kind of the ironically, bow is so good so freaking good stealth archer first playthrough <laughs> yeah, exactly right um as i was saying earlier the uh the uh, stealth bow is illuminated with bright blue neon lights which i just find hilarious um and it's usually a one-hit kill against like standard enemies it doesn't even have to be a headshot i forgot about that for like the first half of the game and then i was like wait i could literally just be aiming for body shots and it's still a one-hit kill oops uh, it's just a rewarding thwack. It is, yeah. When you land the arrows. And you can recover your arrows by like just walking over the enemy corpses. So, uh, Pretty good way to clear. Um, if you choose to go loud, then they'll try to call in reinforcements to the base, which might arrive by like boat or helicopter or something else. Um, or like truck driving in. Or the more innovative way to go about it is to lure a blood dragon to the garrison by like throwing these cyborg hearts out. And it'll have this uh, super shield or mega shield uh, the base will yes around the base um and the blood dragon itself uh doesn't like to necessarily go into the base until that uh, shield is down but it can fire laser blasts through the shield so sometimes it'll like do a fair job of clearing out the base before you even get there but should you sneak into the base or just siege it uh, you can get to like a main console where you can bring down the mega shield and then bring the blood dragon in and it's over. It's like, it's just a matter of time. It just runs over people. Yeah. And it's nice you have, um... I like how we're just, like, really saying random-ass shit about the game. Yeah. Uh, there's vehicles. There's, like, a jeep you oh, can yeah. go in. There's, like, a speeder boat. And both of them have, like, mounted turrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the, the vehicles were basically just kind of imported from uh, Far Cry 3, uh, for the most part. But they just picked a couple of the ones that would matter for this and called it a day. Uh, the vehicles are kind of like an afterthought, I think, for player usage. You can use them, but it doesn't matter that much because 
you're super fast. You can outrun, like, yeah. you can outrun Humvees or whatever on the road. I think everything in that game is essentially, hey, here, go do fun things, and you have some options of how to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you want to siege the base, you can lure a blood dragon. You can go kind of, like, kill the guys sneakily. Yep. You can be me and just get a sniper rifle and just oh, yeah. hang them all down. Oh, yeah. Sniper rifle is really satisfying. What are some of the other ones? I know there's sniper rifle. There's sniper rifle. There's a shotgun. Yep, shotgun was the it. It was initially just the uh, double barrel, um, and he holds it like over his arm, so he'll have like his his cyborg arm like up supporting. Yeah, the supporting the gun exactly the same. Um, and uh, there's the pistol, which you can silence really early um, by completing every time you clear a garrison. You can you get unlock some, some side quests. Exactly, some side quests you can run. Um, and you mentioned the bow, you had the sniper, and then there's like... An assault rifle, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, there was the assault rifle you can upgrade. Eventually you can get like laser shots for that. That makes it just tear through enemies like so fast. I actually used that for some of my later content because it was just so efficient and accurate. Um, and then there was uh, some other... Uh, there was a chain gun uh, which had limited ammo. You could pick it up at certain places in the game. And uh, flamethrower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you could have uh, grenades, molotovs, mines, and C4. That rounds out your arsenal. I feel like I didn't use any of the actual projectiles or planted explosives. Yeah. Yeah, there's... There was a very brief, like, window in the game where it's like, there's heavy opponents, which have a lot more life. They're sturdier. You can't take them down uh, with, like, a stealth takedown. Where it's like, okay, I have to use explosives because nothing else oh, yeah, just really the works. Yeah. Um, and then you can like use those explosives for that point. But after you get past that, it's like, all right, now I shoot lasers and those actually do kill these guys. Um, or you get leveled up enough by just getting experience for doing things that uh, you actually get the ability to take them down. <laughs> so like all of their weak all of their strengths are gone and you don't need to use innovative tactics anymore call that a knife (laughs) yeah there literally was a point for this this heavy guy where i was on a uh it was like it was like an oil derrick basically um oiled derrick gotcha yeah oiled derrick i was on oil derrick (laughs) anyways and uh i was just like running around a uh, a central area and there was a guy not like five feet away from me as i basically run around essentially a pole more or less uh, just waiting for that takedown prompt so I can <laughs> stealth kill him while I run like 30 miles an hour in a circle. He blinks, you're behind him. Stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it was though. So The uh, the side missions in the garrison um, take up uh, actually most of the gameplay. If you're going for 100%, which you could probably clear this game in like six and a half hours. <laughs> um then that's where most of your time would be spent. And some of them are like rescue missions for the scientists. Mm-hmm. Other ones are like, hey, go find and collect these things. And you get rewarded with usually weapon upgrades. Yeah, something you can purchase. It makes it available at like the weapon terminal. Yeah, like um, for a sniper rifle, you might not have to hold your breath mm-hmm. as much. And you have more stability or it gives you longer range or explosive rounds. Oh, yeah. If you just want to shoot a car and be done yeah that, that one's really good <laughs> so good yeah they had like a long scope they had fog scope so you could see through smoke um which i don't think i ever utilized but <laughs> i had it 
it wasn't as common in the game because the the entirety of the layout of the map is very dark. Like everything is at mm-hmm. kind of a I don't want to say hazy night. Right. It is though. It's like it's very overcast. Everything's yeah. dark. There's kind of like a like breeze before a storm mm-hmm. type feel going through the the grass and the trees, and then it's trimmed by these uh, <laughs> various neon lights coming from dragons, the laser shot. It just it's got a nice look and feel to it. Yeah, I think that the the color scheme they chose, like the neon and on everything, it just wouldn't have worked if the game was bright. You're just like daylight. None of this would have made sense. None of it would have showed up. But they picked these dark scenes to make it all play out. I feel like that's anything 80s, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is nighttime in the 80s. Basically, <laughs> is what they're going for. Um, yeah, the missions, the uh, side missions you were mentioning, um, that's where some of the uh, creative thought, I think, for the game came in. Um, one of them that was... Uh, it, there, there were a couple that were basically jokes. I know you have your favorite for that, but the, uh, the one I really enjoyed was actually you had to go out to a boat, um, and there was a scientist being held on the boat, mm-hmm. and you could uh, sneak up from the back and kind of like clear the boat enemy by enemy tactically, and it was a different experience from what the game usually demands of you, because usually you can just go up on a hilltop and be like, "Hello, everyone," <laughs> <laughs> done, you know, <laughs> snipe them all out, um, and I like that it it puts you in those other uh, situations. Um, and then right next to the boat was a, uh, a, a TV underwater. Uh, it was on with a logo on it, and that was a collectible, of course, so that was pretty hilarious. One of my favorite missions that sticks out in my mind mm-hmm. is you have to go find these uh, four turtle warriors right, in yeah. the sewers. You go in the sewers, there's a couple of traps, it's not a huge pathway, but you find and kill these turtles that have, you know, an orange, a red, a blue, and like purple bandanas on <laughs> And I think there's, like, one rat that's also in the sewer. Yeah, yeah. And just the homage to TMNT, it was which a, is cute. Just freaking hilarious. The uh, the turtles also, like, um, some of them have traps. Actually, I think, I know three of them do. One of them, it's like you can see the turtle beforehand. He's behind a grate. And uh, as you approach him, he'll, like, like a, uh, a rolling barrel that's, like, caught on fire will, like, go down the ledge toward you with you. Uh, uh, kind of assumption that he pushed it. Um, there's another one that um, when you enter the room where he's in, he like turns a, a, a valve on the wall that like opens up a spout of fire <laughs> that ignites the gas. Yeah. And then the last guy, you can see just he's just right there on his own, no traps or anything, just across this short little uh, pool of water. And you jump in the pool, immediately are attacked by an alligator. <laughs> it's actually got some of the some more danger to it than like a lot of the actual gameplay um though i wouldn't say that the water is exactly the safest place yeah because like on the land you have the soldiers the blood dragons occasionally be like attack dogs which are made out of like chrome yeah or something and i don't know i don't even know if they rendered right on my machine (laughs) and there's also like panthers which are also chrome it's fucking weird yeah but underwater they have these uh sharks with lasers attached to them cyber sharks yeah, and they'll come bite you, and you just punch them in the face, <laughs> and you stab them in the eye. Yep. No, it's uh, some of the side missions are fighting the various types of wildlife, and they'll force you to use a specific weapon. It's like, hey, kill this X target with this X weapon, and uh, 
it's it's sometimes pretty limiting i know there's like a tiger hunt with a bow that one was actually that was one of the tougher ones i guess overall the game's not that hard it's actually no it's not a difficult game pretty easy i played on hard this time and i think i died once yeah, like, because you'll pick up health packs over time, and you can mm-hmm. kind of just inject it to re- regain, like, three or four bars of health almost instantly. Yep. Or even if you don't have a stim pack for health, you can either, like, reach in to kind of, like, <laughs> adjust your circuits in yeah. your electronic arm. It takes longer to do so, but you'll still gain health. Yep. You can also grab one of the... It's like a grippy thing. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the strength like, strength. Grip strengthening, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a coil, one of those. Yeah, you just coils. squeeze it a bunch of, yeah, and it gets your blood him. pumping, and you get health. <laughs> Time to heal. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the other Far Cry games have that. They have like I think they started that with two. It's like oh, you need to heal. Oh well, your leg must be on fire, so you got to put that out. Or there's some like shrapnel in your arm, so you got to rip that out, bandage it up. Um, and they would use that like like you said, if you don't have like a stim pack like option, something you can just stab in there but i believe the other games put a limit on that so your health has to be like really low for you to use those like field repair like field healing type options like rip the stick out of your arm or whatever you can't do that if you're almost like in pristine condition no but this this game is entirely (laughs) it appeals to the male power fantasy it does actually where you just (laughs) the whole point of the game is to be fun and go around and fuck shit up Mm -hmm. so they don't really try and limit you in any way like, they give you the fun vehicles, whether you're doing the boat, the car. Mm-hmm. There's a hang glider at some point. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can shoot just, while you're on that. There's, like, one. And it's not even, like... I don't even think it's a great idea to use it, no. like, very long. It's you. It's fused in, like, one cutscene. Yeah. Or, like, an in-game cutscene. Yeah. There's also, like, a zip line. Oh, yeah. Which you can mm-hmm. use, but it's not... It's all optional. Yeah, they uh, they grab some of those mechanics from from like Far Cry Three, but they're a lot more sparse here. The map's a lot smaller. Um, we mentioned the game's pretty quick, or it's pretty short. Um, so six and a half hours if you're going for like completionist. It's honestly you could probably beat this game in like an hour and a half, maybe maybe two. I'd say two, maybe two. Yeah, two if you try. If you just like speed run it, because there's so, even some of the main missions. Uh, there's no actual limitation that you kill everybody. It's just accomplish this objective. Um, there's a couple times where it's like defend X, and then you obviously can't you know speed that up. But well, yeah, it's usually just like hey, hold this point. Like waves of enemies will come at you. Exactly. Yeah. So like you're defending the scientist who's trying to shut down the one reactor. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like boats are coming up and shooting at you, and you're just mowing them down with a chain gun. Mm-hmm. And you have to go underwater and like disable some things, and you're fighting sharks underwater. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty hilarious. Um, just kind of the the tasks they they set upon you. So there's that one where you're helping the scientist, right? The culmination to that is he's helping you like kind of um, disable this reactor. That uh, thing I said, yeah, yeah. Um, and the way you disable it is after he's taken down the shielding around it, uh, you have to walk up and punch it, obviously. <laughs> So, it, like, you said this appeals to the male fantasy, uh, the male power fantasy. I think it really appeals to the Rex Power Cult fantasy more than anything else. I do have fantasies about Rex Power Cult. Yes, I mean, I do too now, but don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the cute juxtaposition is always appreciated because, like, 
they'll throw out this high level science of like all these things are going on, but it's mm-hmm. kind of just like NCIS science, just kind of like these oh, terms yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, science. And then you just you punch it and that's it. Yeah. And there's something else later where again you punch it and resolve. And uh and Rex isn't like the brightest protagonist. There's actually a point um early on when uh, you're one of the I think the first mission you're actually uh, working with Spider and he explains something mechanic like something he'll have to hack or whatever. Uh he's like, and you'll have to take care of this and Rex is just like there's an actual like three second pause and Rex is like what <laughs> and, then, and then he just thumbs it down for you and it's it's amazing i love it yeah he's not the most tech savvy he's, he's very okay so i have to mention at some point uh-huh. the game draws a lot of inspiration mm-hmm. or just taking from escape from new york yeah because the character is fucking kurt russell <laughs> he has like an eye patch he's kind of like that lone renegade badass yep who's like cracking wise and making these like dumb fucking puns (laughs) and just murdering people but that's kind of like the the campy appeal if you have this guy it's like uh, (laughs) ah almost like ash versus evil dead in a way oh i've never seen that less creative yeah you should it is really good yeah next podcast (laughs) ash versus evil dead um and uh yeah the the progression for the game if you just do the main missions is really quick but they they mix up your locales one of them is um you have to like set some explosives on a dam um and it's kind of just it's got more verticality to it uh in in areas like that um but it pushes you along at like a pretty steady clip if you're just going main mission to main mission um and it's not long before they start introducing like other elements are just like okay uh in order to defeat sloan you'll need uh you'll need this powerful weapon uh something that like only the strongest men can wield you're just like okay <laughs> and there's just a, like a stone door you can see the front and the back too and he's just like what's that and he's like oh yeah that's where the kill star is and you're like what's that though <laughs> she's like oh no darling dr darling it's like I, of course i like i must have told you what the kill star is like i know i told you and you're like no <laughs> it's just like a spinning shuriken on your wrist that shoots out a fucking laser yeah and will insta kill most enemies oh yeah it just it just draws from your own health um kind of slowly doesn't even like do all that much damage to you uh, but the process to actually get the kill star after you've you've gone through all of this is you have to go through uh, these like challenge levels it's almost mortal combat esque yes. in the way it's set up because mm-hmm. like you have these levels and the way they phrase everything is very very mortal combat oh yes oh yeah there's there's literally like a uh, a godlike voice kind of above you being like test literally like test your might essentially um and they'll give you one weapon at a time usually with uh infinite like ammo supplies yeah and you'll have like waves of either cyber soldiers dogs other things yeah and they they all happen in these kind of like enclosed arena doom or quake style maps where you'll be like running around with your doom like speed basically um uh trying to keep from getting overwhelmed by these waves um but after you've cleared all of those then you get the kill star and you're you're into end game now this is your uh your final push kill sloan 
and avenge your fallen comrade, which we didn't even mention because you know, of course, he, of course, uh, Philomar dies in this. Yeah, but again, plot doesn't really matter. It's more so the <laughs> all the campy things and like the you go. Like, oh, I remember that. Oh, that's kind of cool. The little, little reference, a little homage. Yeah, and the the dumb jokes they get away with. Oh yeah, but some of them are really good. One I want to actually cite. So at a point you're talking to Dr. Darling and something comes up about some video game she mentions Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, you play video games? And she goes, yes, Rex. Video games are a proven coping mechanism like any hobby. They've been shown to improve hand-eye coordination, problem-solving, social interaction, and self-confidence and no studies have managed to prove a correlation between violence in video games and violence in real life and anybody who thinks so is a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredibly tongue-in-cheek. Like, awesome. Yeah, and if you've, you know, played any video games over the years and you know who Jacko is or how a lot of different industries are trying to shit on video games saying, Mm -hmm. oh, well, this uh, recent shooting was because people played GTA V. It's like, no. Yeah. It's because we have other societal issues that we don't address appropriately but it's just it's great that they put in those things and they know obviously that they're in a fucking game yeah but they're also trying to like sell hey this game you go around and murder a shit ton but that's the point yeah exactly it's like they know their audience you're not you're not playing this game because you don't like violence or something like that uh also just along those lines they have no problems breaking the fourth wall nigh constantly like, whenever there's a loading screen, they'll just, like, make fun of you or give you, like, nonsense knowledge or things like that. Uh, one of one of my favorites was um, sniper rifles, and they'll, like, have it in, um, like, a different color, that particular, like, bolded uh, text. And they'll say, like, close-range weaponry for when you pick the wrong weapon, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, there's another one that I really enjoyed that was, uh, need help? The next randomly selected loading screen might help. <laughs> Just things in that vein that are hilarious. Um, there was one I didn't didn't put here, but I remember uh, encountering, which was just like uh, we blew all of our budget on like uh, special colors for the loading screens, <laughs> and that part just was in color. <laughs> it's just it's really great. Yeah, and a lot of times with the plot, they'll kind of jump the shark or just throwing things that they had never mentioned before. Mm-hmm. One of your missions, you actually do jump a shark. Yeah. And yeah. you drop grenades into some <laughs> sea creature's face. Yeah, it's 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 pretty direct. It's It doesn't beat around the bush at all. It's just here to be hilarious and make fun of itself and everything else. Um, to a pretty hilarious degree. Hilarious. Hilarious. I'll just keep saying that. Okay, word. I was going to point it out. Because <laughs> like, I started doing like a mental track. Yeah. It was a... A metric fuck ton, which yeah. will be what you can count on me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm trying to say metric fuck, metric fuck ton. Yes, thank you for that. Um, another example of that was uh, uh, some of the animals uh, that are out there. Um, one type is boar, so they'll have boar, uh, like a herd of boar, herd. I don't know what a group of boar is, but a multiple gaggle. boars, a gaggle of boars <laughs> in the wild. And uh, they each have Sloan, like, spray-painted on them. <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, he is the villain, isn't he? Right, okay, it checks out. It's just too much, too much stuff. But also, not enough, because it's all over way too quickly. Um, I know what that's like. Yeah. Because I played this game. Right, yeah, also. Uh-huh. 
time. It is a fun one-off though, and it's like fifteen or twenty bucks. Oh yeah. But I it think I got sale. it at like a land party, mm-hmm. and I just played through it in a night, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is really fun." Yeah. And like we obviously cared about it enough to make it an episode. Yeah. But it's just the focus is fun, and they've kind of really streamlined what they do for the Far Cry series, trimmed it in pretty pretty neon yes and just encapsulated the fun and tropey parts of the 80s to do so yeah it's like where this game is so short um it's it's focused and short like everything that's there they just threw in because they thought it was going to be great content they didn't try to like make it last really long they get like I, like i said they give you your whole arsenal um usually these open world specifically far cry games can be really long like you can dump uh like 100 hours into some of the the longer ones if you're trying to like 100 percent everything and this one has collectibles all over the place but there's really no reason to search for all of them unless that's just your thing um the gameplay itself is just way more focused than uh, far cry games usually throw at you and you can look at like how they've been reviewed recently and uh it's fallen off quite a bit uh primal was like mostly positive mm-hmm. and like far cry uh five i think is mixed right now um and this game this game is doing considerably better you know it's a lot of people uh, myself included probably this is their favorite far cry it's not like the experience that has all of this nonsense like plugged into it that you know a full far cry game does but it's fun and that counts for a lot when you're playing video games, as it turns out. Dota 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, no, that's, that's unrelated. You just play, play that due to addiction, so you don't have to have fun. Um, yeah. It just, it just escalates all toward the end. By the end of it, you're uh, wiping out waves of people on your, uh, your blood dragon mount that uh, shoots its own lasers. And you're just like kind of on this cage thing on its back, and it, well, you're shooting your kill star, yeah, at separate yeah. targets with your kill star like powering the top. I think uh, it's it's just really they turn it up like past eleven. I think basically there's also a line uh, your your mount says uh, towards the end because there's literally like a rainbow bridge that uh, lights up as you approach approach the mount, and it's got this kind of like uh, I don't I want to say like one of those um. Uh, the dog translator voices from up oh, oh yeah that's literally what it sounds like and it's just you're just killing everything and it's just like this is sad <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just too good so anyways three out of ten yeah yeah now it's I, I would definitely uh, pick it up on sale because it is so short I think I don't know if retail is still 20 but i feel like 20 is too much but i know it, it goes down to like five. Oh, if it's five yeah like i've said before like eat contact me i will probably <laughs> buy it for you right because it's just a nice short fun experience that encapsulates a lot of what you love we should put a limiter on that in case like the podcast ever blows up for no reason <laughs> oh if people start contacting me like dave you promised <laughs> yeah. I'm like no no that's jake's voice you heard uh, that's the only email we get is requests for the games <laughs> money to please <laughs> oh man but yeah hopefully uh hopefully sometime in the future ubisoft can return to their 
uh, 80s synth neon roots and just, I mean, Assassin's Creed Blood Dragon. I'm just saying. Just throw that <sighs> Don't out get there. there one day, Jake. <laughs> we, we joked about Trump, but look where we are. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Ah, in America. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Soapstone. As always, you can t- contact us at our Gmail, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and like us on Facebook if you enjoyed the podcast, facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. Uh, we always love to hear from our fans. Uh, I don't know if we have any fans, but we I don't love call to them hear. fans. I call them listeners. Listeners? I yeah. call, like innocent bystanders who just accidentally <laughs> clicked on like, well, well, I'm here. Somebody was at work and they just like had their speakers playing <laughs> or something. Like we count those as our core audience, really. YouTube Shuffle. What the fuck is this? That's our outreach program. <laughs> But uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you in the next one.